Hello, you are listening to a very special mini-series of the Sustainable-ish podcast with me, Jen Gale, counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, my book that is everything you need to know to make small changes that make a big difference. Join me for 12 days, diving into a chapter each day and chatting to someone marvellous, doing good stuff relevant to the topic of that chapter to infuse and inspire you to take action and obviously to get your mitts on a copy of my book. (laughs) One of my favourite comments I've had so far from someone who was sent an advanced copy is that it's the most eco-common sense thing I've read, which I absolutely love because I feel like we all need a bit of eco-common sense as we enter a new year and a new decade where we'll all need to be making changes. So we need to figure out how to make those changes work for us. The book is published by Bloomsbury and it is out on January the 9th. So if you're listening before that, you can pre-order it from all the usual places online Or if you're listening after that point, you can, of course, order it online or it should be available in all good bookshops. Or obviously, the sustainable-ish option would be to ask your library to order it in for you. Day 10. Just two days left to go until the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide. Chapter 10 in the book is dedicated to travel and transport both things that on the face of it aren't particularly sustainable. But as always, there are lots of options for changing what we do in both big and small ways to make it more sustainable-ish. In this episode of the podcast, I am chatting to Joe Hendricks, who is the founder of an amazing organisation called Travel Without Plastic, which works to reduce unnecessary single-use plastic in the tourist sector. Probably because the vast majority of our holidays are now spent in our caravan with the kids, I simply hadn't really thought about the vast amounts of single-use plastic that the tourism sector gets through. From plastic glasses at the poolside to the free mini bottles of tool... of tools? (laughs) They don't give about free mini bottles of tools. (laughs) To the free mini bottles of toiletries in the bathroom and so much more in between. Tune in to hear about Joe's work with hotels to help them to reduce this and also, importantly, what we as travellers can do to help. Enjoy. Hello, Joe. Welcome to this special mini-series of Sustainable-ish. Hi, Jen. Thanks very much for having me. Really excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, same as well. And uh, so talking to you about uh, Sustainable-ish travel... So can you introduce yourself and let us know what your kind of area of expertise is when it comes to that? Uh, Yes, certainly. Uh, So my name is Jo Hendricks and I'm the founder and CEO of Travel Without Plastic. And we set that up uh, back in 2017 to help the tourism sector really to feel more confident in reducing and eliminating single-use plastics from hotels and other hospitality operations. And that's weird, isn't it? Because I... That had never really occurred to me how, or even thought about how much single-use plastic must be used within the hospitality industry and the travel industry. But I guess it's kind of huge, is it? 
Oh, it's massive, honestly. Depends on the type of hotel, um, obviously. Uh, so some will get through a lot more than others. Mm-hmm. You consider um, an all-inclusive hotel in the Caribbean, for instance, where, of course, they, they have to consider health and safety around areas like poolsides and on beaches. And very often, single-use plastic has been the answer to health and safety because, of course, if it drops on the floor, it's not going to cause any mm-hmm. problems. It's not going to cut any feet. It's easy to deal with. It gets what should be, you know, thrown away and disposed of properly. It doesn't need to be collected by staff, cleaned, dried, mm, yeah. stacked, reused. So it's it's been the answer to a lot of things. Um, but probably for around 20 or 30 years since health and safety has been very prevalent. <laughs> and, of course, it's, it's difficult to change. But if you look at the statistics, I mean, one hotel um, that shared some statistics with us in the Caribbean just recently that they were getting through 660,000 plastic glasses in a year. Bloody hell. That's just glasses. So then if you think of butter portions, jam portions, (sighs) miniatures in the bathroom, things you don't see like um, plastic gloves in the kitchen, um, cling film that's used behind. But when you actually start to go into it, I mean, you can get way over a, a million items could be going through a hotel at any one time in a year. Wow. Um, you know, about an average is probably about half a million to be fair, but of course, say some get through a lot more than that, depending on the board basis, number of customers that are staying there. Mm. Um, all inclusive, you know, people do tend to drink more, eat more because that's what you do. So yeah. you get through more than you would if you were in a half board hotel, maybe yeah. where you pay in for the drinks, for instance. Um, yeah, it's it's massive, really. And then you could multiply that by how many hotels there are, and you only need to go on to you know, booking sites to, to yeah. how many hotels there are in the world. It suddenly dawns on you how big a challenge it is. Wow. Um, so lots of us, when we're at home, you know, we've sort of worked hard to make these changes at home to reduce plastic and use our own reusables and things like that. And then we go on holiday and it feels really hard all over again because you don't know whether you're going to be able to use your reusable or, you know, you don't necessarily want to be lugging loads of stuff with you and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I guess there is quite a big onus on destinations and on hotels to, to make this as easy as they can for us. Well, that, that's what we try to, to have hotels understand that they can do if, if they want to do that. And we, we help them with the communications around that as well, because it can be difficult when um, English or German or whatever mm-hmm. the, the originating market is not their first language. But it, you're quite right. So when you travel, I mean, nowadays, it's you, you're trying to travel within the within the kilo restrictions of the airlines because mm-hmm. they're extremely strict on this in ways they didn't used to be in the past. And I mean, I remember traveling with my mum and dad years and years ago, and no joke, the same lilo would go into our suitcase <laughs> every year, every holiday. You know, it would always be packed. And nowadays, it's flamingos and unicorns all over the place around the pool people buy them they leave them behind because a they don't want to pack them and and use up the kilos but b we've we also don't seem to value um, these things you know we're not bothered about leaving them behind whereas we would never have left our lilo behind when when we used to go on (laughs) holiday but you can't expect people necessarily to to put in their reusable coffee cup Mm. their bottle their straw set you know all of these things it's 
we're, we're putting a lot of pressure on people when actually they're going on holiday to relieve themselves. Of the yeah, that's the thing, day. isn't it? Yeah, you, you know, go on holiday so, and the diet goes out the window, but also you kind of think, well, I don't want to be having to stress about my water bottle or my, you know, I want a break. I know, but you know, it's funny because then you, some customers, you, you actually hear them when you're around the hotel pool, they get really upset when they see so much plastic being mm. used still. And hotels are starting to report this back to us now, specifically from from Europe and more so, I mean, here in the Canary Islands where I am, there's a very northern European market in the winter Mm -hmm. and they're very particular about this and actually complain to the hotel and say, you know, we really don't like how much um, single-use plastic there is. We Mm. really don't understand why you're using plastic bottles of water anymore. Why can't we just refill? So it's actually the message is getting back to the hotels. But again, the the alternatives or the solutions to that they've still got to be able to meet the health and safety expectations and hotels might have to make not significant changes to maybe the design of the kitchen or if you're Mm -hmm. going to put filtration systems in so people could refill their own water bottles Mm -hmm. um, you you need to think about where they're sited you need to think about if if those systems create um, excess water as they filter yeah. you know that you're not wasting that so it's not always as easy as we'd like it to be for the hotels to make those changes um, yeah. and you know you can't spend all your time at reception telling the customers <laughs> that either but you do you need to be changing they've got to change and make it easier for people and you know when you go outside and, and you want to recycle and I mean I don't know about in other areas of, of Europe but even in the UK you know, my sister has to recycle differently to my mum and dad. And yes, they yeah, minutes dry yeah. apart. So it's it's confusing enough as it is. And then you get here and you don't really know what to do with your waste. And yeah. Here, so you want to recycle. You, you don't know what they're doing with the waste at the end. Yeah. And in the end, it's just easier to go, oh, do you know what? We're, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. We're not going to do it. It's two weeks of the year or a week of the year yeah. where we really don't like it, but there's nothing else we can do. Mm. And it's it's just, you know, it, it might be two weeks of the year to them, but this is every week of yeah. every year in the destination. God. And so that accumulates and that adds up. And I think just together, you know, we, we all need to look at it as a traveler, as a, you know, as a business that provides um, services to, to the traveler, whether that's mm. a hotel, whether it's at the airport, whether it's excursions. We all start to need to think a bit more about how we can make this easier for everybody yeah so how much do hotels take that on board if if I went to the hotel and I said look you know I'm really quite shocked that you're still selling um you know water in plastic bottles or that you've got all these takeaway cups or whatever um how you know do they just go all right okay next please or do do they actually are they actually starting to take that on board and then and is that customer demand starting to force change from their end I think some of them are actually. So a group um, that we work with here in the Canaries, they um, quite often will have uh, customers fill in um, questionnaires mm-hmm. before they leave or after they've left the hotel. And in many, many groups, there are a, there's a dedicated team of people looking to what those questionnaires say and wanting to make changes. And if mm-hmm. there's enough demand, then that will actually get through to a management team and they'll say, look, we need to, we need to look at this. So yeah. plastic drawers and plastic bottles is a good example um, that's happening with the hotel group here where they're, they're just seeing it now way too often that they know they can't ignore it anymore, regardless of whether the legislation was going to come into play or not. They've got to be seen to do this. 
yeah. because that's what their guests want them to do. There are others, I think, where, and I've, I've spoken to people, they really want to do it, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how to do yeah. it um, or they can't afford the alternative. Mm-hmm. So best in a range of um, reusable glasses, but around the pool, for instance, it's a big upfront investment. Mm. And so that needs some planning. It, it Sometimes it needs to go into another budget year. And then they're concerned that they, they will go missing, um, yeah. which is quite often the case. That there's a couple of hotels have lost 80% of their stock <sighs> because people take them home as a souvenir. Right, so, yeah. You know, that, that puts people off. And then their, their next alternative, if you like, is to go to bioplastics. But many right. places don't have the infrastructure for that. Yeah. And of course, when people think, oh, look at this, you know, I'm not a plastic cook or I break down. Yeah. And actually, we find that people aren't even putting them in the bin as, as regularly as they <laughs> because they believe, oh, it's okay. It's like throwing an apple core onto the, into the yeah. woods, you know. It's, yeah, okay. So it's, it's almost creating more litter because people think it's okay. They don't realise that, you know, a lot of these alternatives wow. go to a commercial composting facility that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, those places and some of the marketing doesn't really make that very no. clear. Um, and the hotels will will fall for that, um, or they don't understand that paper cups are lined with a very thin mm. plastic, and they believe that going to paper is better. And of course, it looks better for the customer. Yeah, but it, it creates bigger problems in the infrastructure overall. So it's wow. it's really confusing. I think they want to do the right thing, and it they just don't always know how or yeah. how. To right decision and And there's a lot of um so there's a lot of education it sounds like to be done not only for the um the hotels and to avoid that kind of knee jerking into something that's actually might look better but is worse but also for for their customers as well to to maybe bring them on that journey with them and to say look this is this is why we can't this is what we would love to do but this is why we can't do it right this minute or this is our interim solution or yeah. That, that's the thing that we're, you know, don't wait till everything's perfect until mm. you either A, do something or B, talk about it. Yeah. Most people will react really well if you say, we're doing this because, if they yeah. know why you're yeah. doing it and what you want to achieve, they're more likely to help you. Yeah. So a lot of hotels think, or, you know, we're taking a service away. Um, well, no, you're not actually. You're just, you're changing how mm. you if you still need to provide a service of bottled water, do it in this way. If you yeah. still need to provide the service of um, amenities, so shampoo, shower mm-hmm. gel, those sorts of things, do it in this particular mm-hmm. way so that you're, the, the first thing that you're doing is eliminating waste, unnecessary, you know, unnecessary. Yeah. and you make, I mean, to be honest, we, we've done this gosh back in 2011 years ago when we started working in plastic with hotels we took all of the miniatures out of the hotel room yeah one hotel manager was brave enough to try it and we put a really nice sign in it was a British only hotel anyway um, in Menorca and we said you know dear guests if you would like shampoo shower gel etc please come down to reception they're free of charge just ask no problem in six months not one person (gasps) went to reception that's because really you interesting. You don't you don't actually want them. No. Seven or fourteen nights. You don't even know what's in these bottles half <laughs> of the time. I won't use them. Yeah. I mean, I might. My husband would if he was on his own. To be fair, he doesn't really care what he's putting on his hair, but I yeah. do. 
<laughs> I, I take the stuff that's for, you know, treated hair or highlighted hair. Mm. I want certain stuff for my hair, but I use shampoo bars anyway. Now I find they're really good. But um, yeah, nobody, nobody bothered. So the hotels were terrified that people yeah. were because the service was taken away. And what was really astonishing to them is that normally everybody would take those bottles. Yeah. So they thought because people are taking them, they really want them. Right? Yes. Yeah. Them because they're free. Free. <laughs> that's all they're doing. They're taking them because they can they can steal them out yeah. of the room and they think that's really exciting. But actually yeah. nobody really wants them. <laughs> and it was brilliant because that hotel saved 20,000 miniature <gasps> bottles that year and nearly 5,000 euros. Wow. And there was no repercussion whatsoever. You know, so it's just, it's about trying. And I think we've done research now on um, various projects with what customers really do want, you Mm. know, what they think is absolutely necessary in a room. And it's not cheap plastic slippers wrapped in plastic. It's it's not, you know, the the miniature toiletries. It's not the plastic comb that nobody can get through their hair without, you know, (laughs) practically ripping your head off. It's just, they don't need them. Is and it a kettle? What do people want? Quite... I want a kettle. <laughs> yeah, they do actually. And that's one of the issues is tea bags. So there's a big issue around tea bags. And, and milk cartons. Tea bags and milk cartons. Yeah. And ways of doing that. But, you know, are, so it's, the milk is still safe to drink. Yeah. You know, so it's being changed every day if that's the case. The logistics of the hotel providing that. But not everybody wants. Um, a tea and coffee service either so we've seen some really good um, these people clearly can't be British (laughs) 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 a lot of the Europeans really Uh. do like their their posh coffee you know they're they're not going to have a a, a coffee and a legal coffee you know it's unheard of (laughs) (laughs) unless you're British which is really interesting but we have seen it work quite well where hotels have said, you know, we have got tea and coffee facilities. If you want us to need any of these things in your room, just tick the box type thing. Oh, brilliant. And then they'll they'll do that. And there's a little service trolley that would if you if they say, Oh look, they've asked for tea bags, coffee, etc., then they'll leave them for yeah. you. Yeah. And that's and that's the, so simple. So there's lots of ways to do it. It needs to change standard operating procedures in hotels though and of course that means changing staff behavior yeah and so a lot of the ideas are simple on the surface but they can take a heck of a long time to to get them implemented so it's always happening yeah and I think that's that's part of the battle really is is changing the habits of a lifetime almost you know and, and most people working in in these these roles in tourism even the hotel managers here in the Canaries for instance they've you know they're 30 years in mm. so changing that behavior being able to have them think outside of the box mm. from health and safety now being complementary to sustainability and yeah. not, um not being a, a problem you know yes. it's, it's difficult whereas it's interesting when we have conversations with hotel managers in the Caribbean they all seem to be a lot younger and they say to us, you know, can we Instagram this change about plastic? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, really? please. Yeah. <laughs> We're really having this conversation, whereas I'm still trying to get people to stop using straws in Grand Canaria. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's totally different. It's, and then you look at the other side of the world in Laos. So we were doing a project in Laos, um, plastic-free Laos. Mm-hmm. And the culture there is that it's actually, it shows you to be very high-end if you have um, single-use items. It's oh, like wow. saying, look at me, I can afford to just use throw it away, throw it away. Wow. and so changing the culture 
of people is really quite difficult and that that's a shock to us when we travel I think so yeah. you know we're I, I'm in Laos to be honest and traveling through Thailand um, a few months back now is probably the most travelers I've seen with reusable bottles reusable coffee cups yeah you know saying no to straws even taking their own chopsticks and things around with wow. them all out of their pocket and then to, to them to see how much waste is being developed or is being consumed yeah. let's say by local people because yeah. that is their culture and that's how they are that's a shock to the system and of course there's not there's not really a waste infrastructure in places like that so uh, maybe those the types of travelers are different and they take more um, more of their own resources mm. with them to help them travel more lightly there's a lot of refill stations in places like Laos and Thailand that make it really easy to completely avoid plastic bottles oh, okay. total opposites in Spain and yeah. Europe where you you know people look at you like there's something wrong with you if you want to fill up your water yeah um so it's really difficult to do whereas in yeah on in Laos and other parts of Southeast Asia the refill apps are amazing and yes people, you know we would ask people to download those before they travel and get themselves organized with that fabulous so wow. it's, there's no one size fits all. Yeah. You know, it depends who you are, where you're going, who you're traveling with, why yeah. you're traveling, what your motivations are for going, what those recommendations mm. would be for yeah. travelers, really. So having having said all that, though, <laughs> have you got some tips for us as individuals, tips, to, tips yeah, individuals. To, to reduce plastic? When we're well, do you know, yes, definitely. So I, I would go everywhere with my reusable water bottle Mm -hmm. and I have two types I've got a filter bottle I've got a water to go bottle where you can just fill up from anywhere when there isn't a filter I was going to ask you about that because a lot of even even in Europe I think there's a lot of um suspicion or genuine you know you can't drink the the tap water so this um water to go bottle I think Vicky mentioned it in the podcast I did with her from earth changes you it filters filters out. out Yeah, like 99.9%, uh, nobody can say they do 100, yeah. but you know, 99.9% of pathogenic um, bacteria out of any fresh water resource. So you couldn't put it in the sea and fill up, um, right. for instance, but you could put it in a river. And they did have a guy, I watched them, um, there was a guy called Ashley Dykes, I think his name is, he's some sort of adventurer. And he traveled the whole of the Yangtze River right. using a water to go water bottle. Oh and was goodness. able to fill up and hydrate from that. Because, of course, when you're doing that, you're not going to be near to any taps or anything. But, you know, I'd fill up mine in the toilet in an airport, for instance, out of a tap. So it wouldn't bother me oh, to do okay. that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. People think I'm weird. That's fine. I don't mind. And that, But you know then that you can drink that water. Yeah. And then I take with me um, like an insulated bottle. I've got mm-hmm. a big one of 750 mil. And I find that's really good to get you through maybe a long haul flight. It depends how far you're going, whether you might have to succumb to a plastic bottle on the plane. But if you've got your water to go bottle with some water in and you've managed to fill up with a filter with a 750 bottle, you can. I mean, I think I did 12 days in Laos and I didn't use one plastic water bottle. Oh, wow. Because of both um, of those options, which if that's all you can do, maybe don't panic about trying to do everything else because that feels like a massive lot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water yeah. bottles and hydration for traveling. And when you're flying, obviously the whole um, security 
measures now with taking liquids through mm. um, security. So you can take your empty water bottle through, is this right? And then yeah. fill it up, ask one of the cafes on the other side to fill it up for you. Yeah, and one way to avoid getting caught in a massive queue is if you've got um, the um, the hot and cold bottles, for instance, like a Chili's bottle, if you've got yeah. one of those, take the top off because then they can tell there's no liquid in it because the machine can't see through those bottles. Oh, okay. Through yeah. these stainless steel things or aluminium. Yeah. Um, they can't see through. And so it, it means that it, you know, it goes around the back and it gets right. put off yeah, by yeah, the machine. Yeah which can be a nightmare depending what time you travel in and you know whether you're in a rush to get on the plane or not and the queues so if you do go with one of those I would say and you can't see through take the top off and it's fine and then fill up on the other side there's always water filters somewhere even if you've got to angle the bottle down because it's really just one that you put your mouth over to take the water but more and more airports are getting quite good at these there's actually called there's an app or a website somewhere called water at airports oh brilliant it lists where all the um where all the refill stations oh, are great idea and even if there They're isn't i i think i don't well personally i don't think there would be many cafes and things who would say no if you asked them to fill up your water bottle no and I think there's not um but it dep- again it depends where you are whether you'd want to fill up from the tap oh uh, i see yeah yeah yeah. having yeah. the water to go bottle with you at the same time yes is quite useful yeah. and then you've ju- you've always got it you can take it out on excursions you never worry and, and you know you think about the cost of bottled water yeah, if yeah, you yeah. find yourself stuck i think water to go bottles are about 15 pounds right you know, you've only got to buy 10 bottles of water and you've already you're in profit, aren't yeah. you? So I don't understand why people wouldn't do it anyway, to be fair. Yeah, on. definitely. So so water bottles are a really, really big one and are probably yeah. the, the one thing that we should all really be trying to do. Is definitely. there anything else when yeah. we're travelling? I think you can always, you can take your own reusable bags, can't you, for going yeah. shopping, for going down to the beach. I mean, everyone takes a beach bag usually. Anyway, yeah. so that's quite an easy one to do and they're not very heavy. I really like my reusable coffee cup. Um, yeah. I know there are, the ways that they make them, sometimes they have to use um, like a plastic resin or something else to make the bamboo strong. Um, rice husk cups are different. Yes. They don't have melamine in. So if people didn't like melamine, they could use a rice husk cup. But my piece of advice there is take the small one because what happened to me in Spanish airports is the way that they their coffee machines are, the bigger ones. So if you were to get um, a, a grande latte or mm, you know an mm. extra large size coffee the cup doesn't go under the spout uh, okay Spanish airport cafes and so they will make it oh in, in a, a disposable yeah and then they put it into oh, your no. reusable one which is drastic <laughs> if your whole reason for taking this yeah. is to avoid single use in the first place I nearly dropped dead when it happened to me in Barcelona so now I take a small one with oh, me and okay. I can use that anywhere and it fits underneath which That's is a great brilliant so, yeah, it is. I've, I have to, I, I try everything out because it always happens to me. I travel a lot, as, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, you come across these little things and think, oh, I've learned from that experience. I'm yeah. people about that one. And so what, when we go to a hotel, what kinds of things can we realistically expect them to, to either be doing or to have already done to reduce their use of single-use plastics? Or can we sort of be encouraging them to, to switch to? I think you can definitely be encouraging them. You'd be surprised how many hotels are still doing plastic straws. You know, right. people say, oh, why is everybody only talking about straws? And mm. I look around the hotels in Grand Canaria and think, actually, there's, there's still people don't even understand that we need to start with this yet. Or yeah. 
standard operating procedures say that you should put two straws in a long drink and right yeah decoration and something in another drink and of course nobody will deviate from these standard ops so even though we expect certain things to be done already it can still be quite a shock when you get there and they're not so yeah I would you know if that's the case I would just say oh no straw thank you yes yeah, that yeah. Doesn't always happen either because it's very habit and it, it took somebody almost 12 days when my husband and I were in Mexico a couple of um, years ago <laughs> to go oh, it's that couple that don't want the straw yes yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just just, yeah. the holiday before the straw stopped going in the margaritas oh wow <laughs> so it's the habit but I would say to everybody you know that is traveling do it because the more times they hear no thanks I don't want a straw yeah. or, um even we, we we hear from people that ask the, the cleaners it's nothing to do with plastic necessarily but they ask the cleaners not to spray their rooms with the chemical spray right the, um the room spray to make it smell nice and air oh, okay yeah people don't even want that anymore yeah you know, people are looking to be more natural yeah um, everything and so these they do get back the, these comments do get back to management at some point and if they get enough of them because we feel confident to say oh you know could I just have could I you know could I use that glass again mm, yeah having the same drink and if it is a single-use plastic glass and you're going back for another beer you yeah know, oh, just put it in the same glass please yeah I don't want to waste the plastic so yes. I always just add that on the end. Oh, I don't want to waste the plastic. That's a really good tip. Again, yeah. Use that again, use that again. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it gets through. And to be honest, a lot of the staff, they, you know, they do things differently at home. Yeah. But when they're in work and they can't change how things are, but they can report back, you know, this is happening. This is what people say. Yeah. Like. So, and if you if they ask you to fill in a questionnaire before you leave, if, the, if there's something there in the hotel room, you know, any other comments, that's a great place to leave something. You know, lovely stay. Just wish there was less plastic. Yeah. And the more and more they see this, the hopefully the more we can break through. Yeah. And I think that's really important, isn't it? Because as you say, like, you might say, because I'm really rubbish at remembering to say no straw, please. And then you think you get your straw. Oh, damn it. So like well, next time no, you go up. Actually, if you're at the bar, it's easy, isn't it? Because you can see if they're reaching for it. If you yes. sit down at the table and you order a Coke, I would never expect, you know, a straw in a soft drink. I'm yeah why would you do that and I forget sometimes I think well who's put the straw in a coat if I've ordered a mojito and I've got to get through a load of ice I can kind of understand and I would say first off then at that point but you know a lot of the time it's you even get a straw in a glass of water yeah 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 it's ridiculous so it's yeah it is hard because you just don't you're just not used to it oh you don't think you've got to do it anymore yeah, 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 and and I guess um, this is where like Google Translate comes in really useful. Oh. <laughs> What's no straw, please, in whatever language you, yeah, you exactly <laughs> have it written down or wear a little badge or something like that. That's it. I know. Maybe that's what we should make some travel without plastic badges with some yeah clearing. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so kind of um, it is trying to strike that balance, isn't it, between being on holiday and being able to relax and. Um, being in a different culture but still acknowledging that you know our power as consumers as tourists as um, you know people staying in the hotel actually making our voice heard about these things is still really important and as you say even you know having to ask every day or leaving a comment at the end it, if enough people do it it does start to actually make management and and go higher up and make them think yeah I think so and it is you know you are on holiday but it doesn't mean that you should be upset 
you know, to, um, feel like you can't do something about mm -hmm. it because that's what a lot of people, you know, do say, what a shame there's so much plastic here. And it's, it is in the back of their mind, you know, and they're not necessarily enjoying their holiday the same around the pool if yeah. they know that they're going to get their their drink in a single-use plastic glass. I mean, who wants to drink wine out of single-use plastic <laughs> glass anyway? You know, it's even from a quality perspective, yeah. it's not really a good experience. Yeah. Um, but we're, you know, the, the Brits in general would kind of complain at the end or after they've Right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see a lot on TripAdvisor <laughs> and stuff, you know, about... Um, whereas Germans and other Northern Europeans, they would maybe complain at the time. Right. Interesting because the hotels can get an opportunity to do something about whatever that complaint is. Mm. It's fit for people while they're there. But, you know, it's both of those things, both of those ways of, of feeding back, um, whether it's in a, a negative way or a positive way, they're useful for, for the hotels to take that information in. So it's definitely worth doing. Definitely. And just very quickly before we finish, the, the lilo thing that you mentioned, oh. <laughs> that is something that would never occur to me as a as a kind of, you know, a single use plastic. But but as you say, it, it kind of completely is. Is there, I'm thinking, well, you know, I would quite happily rent a lilo or, you know, even buckets and spades. I would quite happily, you know, can a, can a hotel not have a big stash of buckets and spades that people can just take and bring back and is, is that feasible or am I being naive? Yeah, there's actually, there's, um, there's a hotel here, Seaside Sandy Beach, which is in Gran Canaria, and they've started now like um, a kind of, there's an area where when you leave, if you want to leave a lilo behind rather than fit it into the mm. suitcase, then they'll just leave them there and people can take them the next time and, and use them another time. So yeah. that's great. Um, and they're going to make that quite obvious when, for when people do arrive. So the, you know, the first thing they do isn't go around the corner to the shop and, and yeah. buy a lilo. But I don't know if you've heard of an organisation called Wyatt and Jack. Yes, and I adore and, them. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god! Because I do really want a flamingo bag, actually. To be honest, yeah, I've got one of the rainbow ones that they're oh, no longer yeah. making anymore. Oh, yeah. love them, love them. So they're great. So you know, because they are going to come to an end at some point. They're, they're so cheap because they're not made very well. That one my mum and dad had. I mean, if you had a little bit of sunburn, my God, you didn't want to get on that yeah. line because it was so, it was like a material. It was so heavily sewn. Uh, it would last forever. Whereas, of course, these, they do break quite easily, don't they? Punch so for people who haven't heard of Wyatt and Jack, tell them what they do. Oh, they're fabulous. So they take old um, lilos, inflatables of any sort, really. They have this inflatable amnesty. Yeah. And they would, I mean, they have to somehow get the material back to um, the UK mm -hmm. so there are some holiday companies and airlines that help do that and then they just give them a new lease of life so it could be a pair it could be a beach bag it could be um, pencil case or something like that yeah. so they use the inflatables and, and make them into something else my idea I'd love to do would be you know the hotels have an inflatable amnesty we can get everything over to White and Jack yeah. the hotels buy the stuff back yeah and then sell it in their shops. And yeah. You're technically buying back your own rubbish in a yeah. way, but in a totally repurposed way. I think that would be And amazing. that is, um, in in the UK, I know that, because White and Jack are based on the Isle of Wight. And That's right, um, yeah. I think it's Studland Beach, which is on the on the south coast. The National Trust there, they collect all the inflatables that get left, send them oh, over brilliant. to White and Jack and then sell them in the National Trust shop at Studland Beach, ah. which I just think is phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Exactly. Yeah, I guess it's the carbon footprint of like sending them, and you know, when you're talking about from the Canaries, yeah, yeah, where we are, it's. But you know what? Then what do you do with them? Do I they? I mean, if, if the hotels dispose of them, they will go into a into a proper recycling facility at least. Right. Uh, you know, that's here. No. Yeah. Not yeah. 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 Parts of the world. Um. But you know, I guess if the planes are, are flying back anyway, yes, it adds extra weight, etc. But yeah, they're, they're these things, aren't they, that you need to weigh up? It's you know, are you doing the right thing or the wrong thing? And definitely, definitely thinking about how you can reuse that lilo. Yeah, you know, exactly. keep it keep it in use as a lilo for yeah. as long as possible. And so those well, schemes exactly. that you were talking about sound yeah, phenomenal, and they it. can Until be it's punctured, and you yeah. can't do anything with it anymore. At which point, you know, the, the hotels can't be a, a waste facility yes, for their entire yeah. lives. So yeah. what do they do with them? But you know, but perhaps there's, there's other opportunities to do more things with them locally in a similar yeah. way. That, uh, who knows all of this is I think is going to be a lot more innovation and there's going to be a lot more going on in these areas in the coming years so it's quite an exciting time to be looking at what those alternatives and solutions can be definitely and it's it's quite heartening to hear actually that well it's 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 quite depressing to hear the state that it kind of the industry <laughs> has got into but heartening to hear that that things are changing and possibly changing relatively quickly um so yeah I think um and and kind of definitely food for thought for all of us next time we're on holiday whether that's in the UK or or abroad as well brilliant well hopefully it serves as some inspiration <laughs> oh no thank you it's been it's, differently uh, so, and you know I think as a, as a last point don't be overwhelmed by it if you can do one thing do it well but you know don't panic about trying to do everything because none of us can do that just yeah you know, do what works for you and your family or whoever you're traveling with and and feel confident that doing something's better than doing nothing definitely so where can people come and find you to find out more about um travel without plastic oh gosh well we've got um a website is travelwithoutplastic.com um which is very much focused on hotels but we Mm -hmm. have a a good presence on facebook and instagram um and we really do like people to tell us if they've had a great experience in a hotel if they've seen some really good ideas you know that we could share with others and just people doing great things on their own holidays while they travel so we're quite happy to be tagged in anybody's posts or for people to say did you hear about this and include us and anything on social media brilliant oh that's fabulous and and obviously if people are um leaving feedback for hotels asking for less plastic if they could just point them in the hotels in your direction as well (laughs) Oh, certainly, that would be very useful because they'll find there's a lot of practical content um, and stuff on our on our website and in our tools that help hotels really understand how to make a difference. So yeah, brilliant. Oh, thanks so much, Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining me in counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, available online and in all good bookshops from January the 9th, 2020. Catch you next time.